when you go through something like that feels like rock bottom, mm-hmm. you have like two paths to choose from. Personally, this is how I feel. You can be angry and bitter and cry about it and and just focus on how you feel certain parts of it were unfair. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to just digest it and be thankful for all of the things that you do have. I'm Tom Ward, and over the last couple years, I've had the chance to sit down with some of the biggest celebrities and influencers in the world. What I've always found most fascinating is the stories of the businesses that they've built behind the scenes. On this show, you'll get an inside look of what it takes to build a successful business from some of the biggest celebrities, business people, and up-and-coming entrepreneurs in the world. This is The Tom Ward Show. Welcome to The Tom Ward Show, where we talk to the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. Today, we have Stassi Schroeder-Clark. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a podcaster. She's a reality TV star. She's a mom. She's so much more. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. One of the biggest entrepreneurs. I'm here. I don't, I feel feel a little bit like a fraud, but like, what an intro. What an intro that was. Thank you. I do say that for everybody. Okay. You know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what I like, I'm, first of all, I'm super happy you're here. No, thank you. But I'm you happy you're here. have built several successful businesses, so why shouldn't you be up there? Does Don't we all feel this way, though? What do you mean? You know, there is this imposter syndrome yeah. that we're all feeling. It never goes away. I have felt it from the beginning, and I still feel it. And even now that my career is shifted, and I'm way more proud of it now because I had to really start over. I still feel like an imposter. Really? Yeah, it never goes away. And I'm, I'm really, you know what? I'm over it. I need to talk to my therapist <laughs> about that. I'm over imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah, because just looking from an outsider, like you're massively successful. One, so just talk about reality TV. Yeah. How many people want to be on a reality show? A million. How many get on? A small percentage. How many shows last past the first season? Right. Not many. I know. Who becomes star of a show for seven seasons and like keeps the whole thing going and builds multiple brands around that? I see, it, but it feels like I, I on was- On paper, it looks good. It does, but I was also in the right place at the right time. I happen to be good at reality TV. I think I'm good at um, being vulnerable. Yeah. I think I'm good at being vulnerable and being open and honest, but like, that's not a talent. I think so. And I, I was surrounded by a whole team of of producers and editors and and people I really admire to to help me out and and well, we don't guide do it us. alone, of course. Yeah. So I I don't. But you know. still had something. You're right. Yes, I did. I have some good one liners. <laughs> yes. And you know, I think you that's got, a little interesting. You're likable. You have a personality. You can command an audience like on multiple platforms. Whether Thank you. It was enough. Yeah, sing at the beginning, but why not, right? Bring, bring, <laughs> just keep it going. You could do it on TV. You could do it on multiple mediums. You could do it on a podcast. You do it on a podcast solo. You could do it with your husband. Listen, you can... don't forget, I I've, I've, I podcast tour. I exactly. do that, too. You write. Mm-hmm. So you, you're a pretty good content creator. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I feel great right now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's kind of nice to see. This is kind of the rebirth of Stasi after yeah. a two-year hiatus. New book, New York Times bestsellers out. You've got uh, two podcasts out right now. Does it seem sweeter the second time around? Or oh, one, 100%. Does it? When I say I don't take anything for granted now, like, I really mean I don't take anything for granted. Like, and to know that after everything happened and after I lost um, like 99% of my jobs and income, I decided I was like, well, 
I never want to be in the position again where I have to rely on a lot of people. I don't want to be fireable again. Granted, that's not completely realistic. You, you're always going to be in a situation where you can be fired in some way. And and in the situation I'm in now, it would be up to my listeners to fire me for them to just decide. That's what you not work in, for. Yeah, I work for my listeners now. Like, I'm not interested in her anymore. So that that could still happen. But I wanted to just start my career again in a way where I wanted as little help as possible. And I think that's that's what started the podcast, The Good, The Bad, The Baby that I do with my husband that I put on Patreon because my co-host is my husband. Our income is going into the same house. I don't have to rely on somebody else Mm -hmm. in another household. I don't have to have a, you know, a company that I'm working for. I'm working for myself and it's a subscription based platform, which I is so underrated right now. It's one of the best kind of businesses. It's like, you know, what could I do? What what kind of career could I have? where I needed as little help as possible. Mm -hmm. And that was that. That's like what really started it. And everything that I feel like I've done since then has been how can I have as little help as possible? So when something becomes a success like the book or like the Patreon or like Straight Up with Stassi, um, it really means a lot because I feel very capable. Well, in case you don't know, two years ago, Stassi was involved in an incident during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement that didn't go well and really caused your career to implode. Yes. (laughs) And talk about that week after it was revealed. What happened? I mean, who left first and who stuck around the longest? Oh, my God. Well, Lo Lo stuck around. Shout out, Lo. Shout out to Lo. She started as my assistant. Now she's just like kind of my partner and everything and and also like works as manager and and all that. So she has stuck around and and I couldn't do anything without her. But um, everyone kind of, (laughs) everyone (laughs) kind of answer. Yeah. Yeah. No. And the way that I always think about it is like it was, you know, like the world was created in seven days. (laughs) It was the opposite. (laughs) of that it was destroyed it was destroyed in seven days it was like every day i woke up there was a new thing that i was i got a call being like you've been fired from this you've been fired for this this contract there there that's not it anymore so it was it was it all happened in a week okay and i it was like one thing every day well now i see okay the brands are always going to be the first to go brands don't want brands don't want controversy that's a gift i expected that i mean once everything started coming out and and i started reading about myself and i'm like this is not going to be this is not going to be good i know that my sponsors on my podcast are gonna they're gonna go this afternoon of course and i that's happened to me before i've i've actually been Yeah, a few times. So you know the drill. Yes. And so I expected my sponsors and then I expected my brand deals like that was just, of course. Yeah. But then to see like, okay, my the show that has been my main source of income for almost 10 years. And really your whole identity. And my identity. Yes, my identity. Like that's, that's... You're Stasi from Vanderbilt. Yes. And still, I'm still Stasi from Vanderbilt. That is Pools, true. Even yep. now. That was a huge deal. And to have, you know, my podcast, the company I was with, for them to just, you know, rip up that contract, that was also Good a source of income, income that I relied on no matter what. And, you know, I had sold my my the rights to my book to Sony to be turned into an animated series that contract that would have been was so cool yeah what if 
<laughs> that contract was ripped up. Um, I was doing a show for Bravo called Basically Stassi. That was that was that. And the, <laughs> all of course, like all the podcast touring that I was doing, they were like, I don't think you can do this now because you don't have a podcast. Yeah, so yeah. it was literally like everything except I had already signed a second book deal. OK. And I called them begging, crying. And I just said, please. And I was already halfway done writing my second book. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to just start over. Please don't fire me. Like, please give me the chance yeah. to write about this. Like, this is so much more important anyway. Yeah. And I think that this is so much more interesting for people to read. And and luckily they said yes. So that gave me the uh, the hope that I could still survive. Yeah. You know, in this country. Um, what yeah. shocked me, though, is the PR people letting you go. That shocked now, me, too. Now, look, <laughs> I, if you watching this don't necessarily probably know what a PR person does. I deal with them all the time. Mm -hmm. So they represent celebrities. They handle media requests, set up interviews, get them press. They, they go to they're the last ones standing. They should be the ones. They're the, they're the ones that are the last ones standing with you yes. because it's their job to help you in a situation like that. And my PR was the first ones to go. Now, look, <laughs> you PR people out there, you've got the easiest job in the world when things are good when your client's doing great you just sit back field requests <laughs> yes no yes no everything's incoming right when things are bad that's when you earn your paycheck yes right that's when you right? stick by i your... mean that's what i th that's what i would think and they what dropped they... you that quick yeah that was to me that was <laughs> we were in unchartered territory with that one like looking back now it's just like so humorous but because they did that and they were not quiet about it. Yeah. Like they were just like emailing people back and like, yeah, we fired her. Or like, yeah, we let her go. Then my agents were just, they had people breathing down their neck. And so it was like a a chain reaction of, well, if her PR is gonna drop her, then everyone should be dropping her. Yeah. Like that's an, because the PR should be the last one standing with you. Yeah. So that when you think about it, but I don't know, maybe I deserved it. And I feel like, you know, three, it's almost three years later. Mm -hmm. It sounds so crazy to say, like, I'm glad this happened to me because it was oh, it was not a wonderful time. It was not a, a time to that I would like to ever experience again. But I just feel so different as a human being and I value different things more and I appreciate things more. And I look back on the way that I used to live my life and like shake my head and I'm thankful that this happened to me. Yeah. I mean, I would like some of my jobs. Back, okay, you know, nice. like, you know, having some extra income would be like nice. But <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking of you last night, right? So the today's February 15th, we're shooting this. Well, yesterday was Valentine's Day. So I've got all girls in the house. I have a wife and I have two daughters, which mm -hmm. we talked about. So my wife was making a nice Italian dinner. Yeah. Then after dinner, we were gonna because we go to bed at like nine o'clock as well yeah, now. Obviously. You know, you know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're gonna have six o'clock dinner and then stuff our face with candy yeah. and watch rom com after dinner, right? Yeah. Because of the high winds, the power goes out at like 6.15 as soon as we were done dinner, right? So, of course, we're all bummed out. This sucks, right? Oh. You don't know when it's going to come on. So, we lit some candles. We had the flashlights out. And I get no signal in my house so without Wi-Fi. It's just the, the mountains right by there. So, That is no how horror right. movies start. Yes. Just like FYI. Yes. Okay. 100%. <laughs> it could have went really sideways. <laughs> and you got two kids you got to entertain yeah. with no devices. Oh, that is a horror movie. That, yeah. But the point is, bringing it back to you was... 
We spent two hours with flashlights and candles and just played. No one was on a device. No one, I wasn't on my laptop. No one was checking social media. The kids weren't playing video games. It was just us. Yeah. And then I thought of you and kind of putting myself in your shoes at where you were at the time. When you looked around, it was you, your and Bo, my husband, yeah. Baby on the way. Yeah. And so I'm sure some t- close friends stuck by. And that was that. Yeah. Is that how you felt? Oh, 100%. And it was during COVID. So I couldn't really leave my house. <laughs> but I'm telling you, and and I've, I wrote about this in my, in my book. I talk about this a lot. Uh, there were so many people that were calling in and checking in on me and, and worried. And just I was reading articles about myself that I had checked myself into a center for like depression or losing my mind and all of that stuff. And of course, there were moments where I broke down and cried and sobbed and all of that. But for the most part, like when you're when you go through something like that feels like rock bottom, mm-hmm. you have like two paths to choose from. Personally, this is how I feel. You can be angry and bitter and cry about it and and just focus on how you feel certain parts of it were unfair. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to just digest it and be thankful for all of the things that you do have. And I would just wake up in the morning and be like, I love this iced coffee that I have. Oh my God, I have a baby in my belly. Like, wow, how lucky am I that my husband is is the way that he is? Like the little things. Wow, I really love this show, Outlander. Like <laughs> just the little things. I heard that, yeah. Like And period pieces. And period pieces. I don't I mean I could do a whole can we just cut this and talk about historical dramas? Like that's all I want to talk about. Like if you focus on the good that you have, it really like that's the way to go. For it, sure. It really is. It sounds so like cheesy, but it really works. Now go pre that right now. I cannot relate to your story being young, famous and pretty in L.A. Right. I never <laughs> I was young a long, long time ago and I was never famous or pretty. So I can't relate to that part. Right. But I was thinking about you and I go. I wonder if it, if you're just p- kind of part of that whole L.A. scene, you're in your 20s, is everything about the party to get invited to or the club I'm going to or how many likes did this get? How many followers did I get? Do you get so wrapped up in that world? That's so funny because that's another thing I think about. Like I'm in the process of um, I have a closet room, which I'm very proud of. And um, <laughs> Dreams. I'm, I'm currently like kind of cleaning it out and because I realize I go into that room and I have so many clothes and shoes for a life that I don't lead anymore and it's taking up space for what and I think back on what my life used to be like and you are absolutely correct it was where am I going tonight and like is it cool enough and who am I with and am I going to be invited to to this party and I have walk this red carpet, get my photo taken here and and all that. It was it's a it's a constant struggle and climb. And it's that's the game. You're it in. is the game. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It really is exhausting. Um, and that's also another reason I'm kind of thankful that 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 things happened the way that it did, because my life is so different now. Yeah, you can and tell. I, I know what I care about and I know what matters. It's just everything is has shifted. Now did Hartford the kids change the game. Yeah, yeah. After Hartford, did that soften you and realize that who cares about how many likes they no, get? But literally. I, want, who I mean of gives course a f- 
Of course, sometimes, of course, you're like, well, I hope my photo gets a lot of likes. Of I mean, course. we're only human. Or but I want like, more followers or whatever. Yeah, of, of course. course. But absolutely. I mean, you're not if, obsessing over No, it. if kids don't change you, you're a fucking monster. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Like, they yeah. change the game. Yeah, because it's just your priority shift. I've never understood when people are like, I see these like TikToks mm-hmm. and people are like, I'm not going to let a baby change me. I'm going to be exactly who I was before. Like That was me. Oh, it was? I said the same thing. I never made a TikTok. I never spoke about it publicly. But you said that. That was all my, my thing. Like, kids aren't going to change me. I'm not going to be at all these events like all the other dads. And well, and a lot of people, I'm they don't. I'm there. I yes. actually am that dad. Well, I just feel like it's okay if a kid changes you because, of course, it's going to change you because... You love something way more than yourself or anything else in this world, which means that your priorities are going to change, which means that your like what you do every day is going to change, which means that your likes and interests are going to change. So therefore, what you're about is going to change. You're not going to be the same person you were before. And that's okay. When people are like, I feel like sometimes people can say like, oh my gosh, well, Stassi's like whole identity now is just being a mom. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. Because that's what I like. And that's what's really important to me. So I'm sorry if I'm not the same as I was before. And I don't talk about getting based and, you know, <laughs> causing fights. But like, that's just not yeah. me anymore. And you know why that works? And I'll give you a perfect example. My wife is a fan. We watched. I mean, I've watched you the whole show. We're reality TV junkies, right? I'm so but embarrassed. She, but she, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> it was a great show, right? For many years. But she goes, she told me this morning, she goes, I never followed Stasi before. She goes, like, I like the show, but like, I wasn't really interested in her off the show, yeah. kind of what she was up to. But then when she had Hartford, I'm in and I follow her and I like the kid pictures and I like mom Stasi. Oh, wait, that makes that makes me emotional. Wait, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so sh- nice to hear. And I'm sure she's not the only one. I mean, I hope you're right of because course. this is what I got now. This is, <laughs> this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when before Hartford comes along, go back a sec. So you're fired from everything. Yeah. Bo also fired and pregnant. That was um that was on the cover of Us Weekly. Someone put that on my birthday cake. Um <laughs> right after I got fired and pregnant. Said it, and it was like it's a horrible photo of me. It just said fired and pregnant on my birthday cake. I'm like That's nice. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah. Now Bo the plan was he was going to quit his job mm-hmm. and support you on your book tour and all the other things you were doing, right? It was mainly the podcast tour and the, okay. and the show yeah. because he had worked in casting. That's mm-hmm. what he did. And we had these, you know, before everything happened, we had these conversations, these serious conversations. Yeah. You know, it's not very comfortable to ask your significant other, do you think you can stop what you've been doing yeah. and support my dreams? Yeah. Like, that's a hard conversation to have. And... I sold it to him. I I <laughs> well really done. did. I was like, we can tour together, which like we will see the whole country, maybe the world. And traveling is our favorite thing to do together. And then also I'm like, and look at this television show where we get to go experience so many fun things and and work with so many cool people while we're doing it. And he was like, okay, you know, I, I get this and this is what you want and you need a partner that's there for you supporting your career. And so he made the decision to do that a few months before he got fired. So you reminded me of this this old uh, Notorious B.I.G. song, you know, baby on the way, mad bills to pay. That's why we drink Tangeray. <laughs> And I just, when I was reading that, I'm like, that just popped in my that's head. Funny. Like, that's where you were, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you weren't drinking Tangeray, but... No, you know, I wish. <laughs> we have wine to drink. It would have been more helpful. But 
what was the plan at that time? I mean, you guys put your heads together and go, okay, now what? We need money. Oh, Come yeah. In. It was really hard. There was a time when we were like, because we've always wanted to live in Italy. Okay. He, my my husband's also an Italian citizen. His family's oh, wow. so much, so many of his family members are there. Oh, cool. And so we were like, should we bolt? Like, do, do people hate us here? Because he lost his brand deals. Just I was going to ask, did this, did this affect his career too? Absolutely, yeah. He oh. lost his brand deals. And even um, the people he was working with and at some of the casting agencies, because he was freelance, he would work all over the place. They like unfollowed him on Instagram, didn't want to call him for things. And so it was, it, 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 that to me is the hardest part of being canceled is watching the people that you love suffer for your mistakes and things that you've done wrong. Yeah, it's one thing that affects you. Absolutely. You get that, okay. I completely understand, but but to watch my husband and see how it affected him is, that really, really hurts. Um, but we were like, should we just leave and move to Italy and start a food truck? We were like, we could make American food, like American <laughs> breakfast in Italy. And we were thinking of any idea, like what is the, what is the life? That's life-? actually not a bad idea. Who it's does not. Like breakfast? So we, still, we still think about it. Breakfast burritos, right? We still think about it. We're <laughs> like, but should we just get up and move to Italy? Because that really would be the life. Like is being in the entertainment industry like everything? <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like a quiet life in Italy with a food truck sounds kind of mm-hmm. nice, really. Yeah. But we had to really think about Okay, what do we want to do? And one of the beautiful, like, things that come from being at rock bottom is, like, the options are endless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. You know? It's like, okay, well, we could literally do anything. Um, But I had to, like, sit there and think. He he went back to casting for a while. um, And that helped a little bit. But um, I had to think of, like, okay, well, what is it that... I like doing mm-hmm. what is it that I'm good at and what can I do where I don't require that much help and so it was kind of a a no-brainer to start the podcast that we started together because we were stuck at home and all of that so why not um, and to do a subscription-based platform because I knew there were at least enough people out there that still wanted to hear from me and believed that I am a good person yeah you know so I had to really hope that that was the move. I had to really trust myself. And I think that, you know, another thing I learned is just the importance of patience. And and you don't have to constantly be relevant. You don't have to constantly be working on something. You don't have to take any opportunity that comes your way. Um, I think working on one thing and doing it well and being patient with it, it just is really important. Mm-hmm. You you know, so you start this and I was thinking about like her, your entrepreneurial career. I got to give the, the Vanderpump crew credit because I think what you guys didn't whore yourself out as much as other reality stars do. Really? Because it felt like I you don't did. think so. <laughs> I know. Because no, look at any real housewife. Yeah. They're selling hats. They've got, I can think of six who have their own candle brands. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're saying and selling nonsense, right? And every one of them fails. And whenever they're talking to their husband and saying, we should invest 300 grand in this, I'm screaming at the TV, no, it's gonna fail. You're gonna lose all your money, right? I remember you guys did the wine. That was the only thing I could really remember that you guys created on the show. And that wasn't for me. I bowed out of that. That was actually, it was a storyline how I didn't want to do that really anymore. So Um, did you create a brand? We did. I did with two of my friends on the show, Katie and Kristen. And I just realized that I I prefer to work alone. Yeah. And 
I don't really like being tied to anyone because there's there's not that much freedom in that. And um, I don't know, maybe that was just like a, a warning of what was to come. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the people around you will drop like flies. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have, after that experience, did you have, you know, like a long-term brand of, I, I would always like to start this company or I would like to have a brand of this or do what a Lauren Conrad's doing or a Jessica Alba or have your own kind of thing? Was that where, were you focused more on the entertainment side and go, I don't really feel like dealing with those headaches? Um, I wasn't really about... uh having a product mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. I I really wanted to, when I sold my book to Sony yeah. to do this animated show, I thought that like, okay, this is what I've worked for. I could be in a writer's room with other writers working on something, creating something. I really enjoy creating yeah. things. And I do like creating a brand that doesn't involve like a product. Like yeah. I feel like I did a really, you know, clever job of, of creating this basic, brand at exactly the right time and i've always wanted to work in little you know divisions of the entertainment entertainment industry whether that was behind the scenes or in front of the camera and that's kind of where my focus had always been oh okay you talked to two before you were saying that you know i wanted to focus on something i was good at you know that i had talent for that i was passionate about what was that? that was it was podcasting, podcasting or just talking to an audience? I, well, I guess, I mean, now that I, you know, I've always thought it was just podcasting, but now that a you asked that question, it, it is, it's, it's communicating with an audience. That, it's entertaining an audience yep. through my truth, through yep. my own experiences. And, you know, I know that there are women that I like to listen to and I love when they're honest and I look up to them. And so if I could continue to be that, mm-hmm. like, that's, I guess, what it was. I thought it was podcasting, but I guess it is just start of the storytelling and communicating and bearing your soul. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I think if I had to, like, if you said, what's Stasi's talent? I would say she can bear com- her soul. She can command an audience. Oh, thank you. And you can move an audience from different platforms, which is not easy to do. Oh, you see that all the time. You see somebody who's big on Instagram who's trying to get on YouTube, but no one cares, or they start a podcast Listen, and no I'm, one cares. I'm trying to get my TikTok numbers up. Oh, well, you got to start posting. <laughs> yeah, start posting two, three times a day. Get on that. Come on. We love to handle it for yeah. you. She'll be your social media manager, too. I know. She tries to light a fire under my ass, but I just get lazy. Okay. <laughs> so what was your process writing the book? So you got the podcast coming in, you're doing revenue, you know, you're getting that, but you still have a book to write, too. Oh, right? no, the, the book came first. Oh, the book came first before the podcast. The book came first. I decided once everything happened in 2020, I'm like, I am, I'm, I don't want people to hear from me. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's also not my time to speak right now. Like, oh. it is, if there was a moment for me to shut the f- up and listen it was exactly that moment yeah so i said i want to take a year off um i want to focus on being pre- more than a year because i said until hartford turned one okay. so i'm like i won't i guess i didn't because i started patreon a little before that but for the most part i wanted to just chill be pregnant be a mom and write this book quietly okay like and that's what i did and that was my job during covid to just sit and write a few hours every day. I would write in Hartford's nursery because I set that shit up when I was like two months pregnant. <laughs> and that was the process. Is it hard writing a book? I mean, what's your process? It's, written too? It's, it's hard when your vision isn't crystal clear. Oh, uh, okay. But when your vision is, yeah. and when you know exactly what you want to say and the point you're trying to make, it's 
easiest fucking thing in the world. Now, isn't that true in anything you do creatively? Like when you are when you're doing your podcast, if you have a rough idea, maybe I'll go this way or this way. It's different than. Man, I'm all fired about this, this, and this, you're and that's right. what I want to talk about. Yeah, you're totally right. This feels like a therapy session. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm yeah. an unpaid therapist, basically. <laughs> so you've got straight up with Stasi's back now, too. Yes. And I was, I do a lot of prep for these things, and I was checking out your podcast, and I'm cracking up because I go, okay, I've known Stasi as a character on TV for seven years or whatever you're there. I've seen you on social media. So I go, I have a picture in my mind of what straight up with Stasi is going to look like because you did it before too. It's like, it's going to be, you know, talking about a Kardashian, some stuff about your life, pop culture stuff. Right. Right. So we see that, but then also the next episode I see is with Jay Shetty talking about like love language. I'm like, is this daily mail meets Oprah? What is this show? Okay. First of all, write that on my tombstone. <laughs> Stasi Schroeder. Here lies Stasi Schroeder. Daily Mail meets Oprah. Yes. Is that <laughs> is that what it is? I love that. What can I say? I'm a multifaceted queen. I know. <laughs> I don't know. There's um, many sides to Stasi. Listen, I struggle sometimes <laughs> with the, the podcast. And I'm like, is this off brand? Is this too oh. out of like, does, does this make sense? And then I like try and take a step back and I'm like, the podcast is mine. It can be whatever I want. Now, if I want to sit there and talk about the Medici's in Florence, <laughs> Italy, and the show that came out about it in 2016 for a whole hour. Fascinating I banking can, family. Thank you. Yes. yes. I'm like, I should be able to do that. Like, will it be a little all over the place to have straight up with Stassi be a lot of, about a lot of random sh Yeah, but that's also who I am. Yeah. And so that's why I have Jay Shetty and I also have Pop Culture Hour where I do talk about celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> well, I interviewed your buddies, Lauren and Michael Bostick. I love them. They're great people. I love them. So I interviewed them, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And they were saying, too, we we're just talking about like podcasting and how they approach it. <laughs> and they said, you know, we'll do three with like thought leaders or like, you know, people talking about emotions. And then we'll be like. Let's just fly in a sex worker from Vegas. I love that. And just go like way the other way with it. Yeah. And just because, because yeah. like if there's too much of that. Totally. We need to like do something extreme. And you know, we need to surprise people. We need to yeah. keep people on their toes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then no one wants to see the same thing. Yeah. It can't over. be predictable. No. <laughs> so what else we got? We got the books. We got the podcast. We have two podcasts. Two podcasts. I'm working on bringing my podcast tour back. Oh, nice. Okay. For this year. So that's something I'm really excited about because... The thought of like traveling and being on stage again without people throwing tomatoes at me is like <laughs> really exciting. Um, and I'm working on my third book. So oh, no way. So those are that's where my focus is right now. I feel like something happened in, in the beginning of 2023 where I, I feel way more open to being out there. Mm -hmm. I think like I was a little um, shy after what happened and so the two and a half years after that I, I kind of wanted to just like stay as off the radar as possible while still working yeah and now i'm like i think i could i think i could push myself a little bit more you know in the beginning when i you know gave you props for being an entrepreneur you're like yeah right whatever but now i look at you and go you're absolutely an entrepreneur like look what you have going on around you work for yourself okay you have a deal with a book company but that's you. People aren't looking over your sh shoulder every day to see if you're working, right? You hit your deadlines and it's good and people leave you alone, right? Yeah. You work with somebody, I'm sure, to set up the tour and stuff, but that's your tour, yeah. right? 
Same thing with the podcast. You got a couple podcasts going on. There's no boss. There's no one telling you we didn't like that episode last week or you should change this or you need a different, you need a co-host or you need this person as a guest. It's all kind of you. You know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to tap my daughter on the shoulder and be like, your mom's a boss. For real, <laughs> you kind of are. Thank you. And was that just because of getting getting dropped by everyone that you kind of were forced to be? Like no one's gonna make money for me you, unless forced, I figure it no, out. No, you're forced to be. But also, like my burning desire after I was dropped by everything was, I don't want to be in the position again. Yeah, where I am so fireable. Like, like I want to be able to work for myself. That is that's something that is. So important to me now. Yeah. Is that worth more than a big contract doing another reality show? Mm, I don't know. Unless that's really good money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. If you're not a producer? Uh, well, no. I I I feel like I'd have to be a producer <laughs> at this point. I, think I feel so. like I can't, I could not live with myself <laughs> if I just went and joined another show without being a producer. Like it'd be like, have you I learned it. nothing? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you do another one? Um if you would have asked me last year, I would have been like, absolutely not. But I get more comfortable with the idea every day. And, yeah. and I miss it. Like, it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to be filming. And I loved the people that I worked with. And I, it would have to be the right thing. I, I don't, yeah. I couldn't go back. To, You're not going to the clubs. No, drinking. I don't do anything like yeah. that. I'm not, I'm really not fighting with people, yeah. arguing. I don't have that much drama in my life. But that's kind of bad for a reality show. Exactly. So, you know, if I ever <laughs> did something, it would have to be the most wholesome thing ever. And you know what? I feel like I'm starved for wholesome television. Yeah. So maybe other people are. Well, people like your, in- like my wife's an example. She would watch your reality show with your husband and your, you know, kid running around and, Going to the store or going to Target and spending too much money or whatever you're right. going to do on a Saturday. Great, great. I don't know. It seems interesting. Call some people up. You know, there are people who will watch us go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> make, it, make it happen. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure sitting down with you. Thank you. Let's give away a copy of your book. I would love to do that. All right. So, guys, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter in the comments below. Subscribe and we'll give away some books. We'll just pick some of you at random. Make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. New interviews every Tuesday at 10 a.m. with the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. And make sure you check out the audio version of the podcast, too, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks, guys.